thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 117. Accuse me thus, that I have scanted all, wherein I should your great deserts repay, forget upon your dearest love to call, whereto all bonds do tie me day by day, that I have frequent been with unknown minds, and given to time your own dear purchased right, that I have hoisted sail to all the winds which should transport me farthest from your sight. Book both my willfulness and errors down, and on just proof surmise, accumulate, bring me within the level of your frown, but shoot not at me in your weakened hate, since my appeal says I did not strive to prove the constancy and virtue of your love. That was Sonnet 117 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, as always, by a very Christmassy looking. Christmassy looking? I okay. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're all wrapped up warm and snug. It's 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 my University of Glamorganshire. I'm a student today. You're Jesse. <laughs> I've been telling you time and time again that you're a student. It's just a lovely I never... hoodie. I mean, the university doesn't exist anymore, so. No, I never got <clears throat> any branded stuff when I went there. We went I, to the I same university. Yeah. For, for we we uh... not at the same time. <laughs> No, no, because you're just you're decades older than me. You were uh... <laughs> decades, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. We did communicate. Only when I ever found that out later on. Yeah, you were copied into emails that yeah, I was sending. Yeah, it was. It was. See, we. It was a good university. It, it had its moments, anyway. <laughs> Let's leave it at, at that. I I liked it. Yeah. I mean, there were obviously not everything was perfect, but then what is? Exactly, and it had the really weirdest halls of residence where they were on top of a mountain. Yeah, yeah. They called it a hill, but it was a freaking mountain. It was, and I lived right at the very top. Right at the top. It was awful. Well, in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills? Well, they're not that... Is that when, we... when I when I went there, they called the um, the hill, the, the, the nice ones, the unsuit ones, on top of the hill, they called that Beverly Hills... And the um, oh. the ones where people share a bathroom, like the massive block that they've torn down now and destroyed, that was called the ghetto. Yeah. That that was always called the ghetto when I was there, but I didn't know the reciprocal name for the ones that. No, they they call that Beverly Hills. Uh, that makes sense. Makes sense. It was much posher, and yeah. every room had a little socket on the wall, which was perfect for plugging in an Ethernet cable. Only it didn't do anything. Yeah, when I went there, we did actually have internet. It was incredibly slow, but then it it was still before iPlayer, so that's how old I am. There wasn't an iPlayer kind of came about in my second year, Christmas my second year, and only for Windows at the time, because they used um, the the DRM in the Windows Media um, files. Wow, that's... So iPlayer's not that old. No, 2000 and... Oh god! It started. They started using Flash because Flash developed their encryption technology for the BBC. I see. Um, in two thousand and that would have been my third year then. Two thousand nine, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That kind of because the BBC Trust got a bit um, annoyed to use a yeah, politically the, the, correct term that, that they were only it. for Windows and not. Um, yeah. 
Well, it goes against the principles of the BBC. The BBC is yeah. meant to be able accessible to by everyone. Viral. Although I'm still Which not is... sure if it works for Linux, because Flash oh, and Linux is um... don't know. No idea. I don't. I use a Linux-based system in the sense that I've got a Mac, but I I don't know. Don't know. This has got nothing to do with Sonic. No, nothing at all. I haven't even said my name yet. I just you got distracted. Did, have you not? No, no. Okay, what's, what's your distracted. name? I don't know. What is my name? You don't know. Who am I, Mark? <laughs> what is this world? We, you are the nameless one today. The nameless one. That works. Yeah, that works. Um, what did you think of the sonnet? It is he. It, it, we're still going on about the unfaithfulness and and the the disloyalty here, aren't we? And he just kind of. He, he's kind of starting and his um what's it called his defense here very openly and then just yeah. kind of i don't know he's almost getting a bit cocky and and a bit <laughs> arrogant but it says like it, i mean it starts with accuse me thus it just kind of saying well if you think you should accuse me of my disloyalty then just th- this is what you should accuse me of and it it just it's like, yeah, I've done yeah. a mistake, but damn you for for, for thinking you, you can uh, you can attack me for it. So you, you think this is Shakespeare finally sort of standing up to the fair youth? Which which would be... Wow. Yeah, but in a kind of very, very weird way, because he's, he's spent several sonnets admitting that he has been unfaithful. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and now he's just kind of looking at the fair youth or the fair the the the, um the 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 reader sorry to um accuse the reader as well or the fair youth more than he's asking to be accused himself it's kind of him standing up and going i am over your accusal but if you would (laughs) like to do it then um i might as well give you the words for it so it's kind of the those fake apologies that people give somehow when it, it, when they go, well, I'm sorry that you feel angered by what I said. Yeah, it's yeah, like that, but I really don't give a toss if, uh, if yeah. I've done something wrong because I don't think I have. Yeah, apologise, fine, I apologise. I'm sorry that you feel this way. No, that's not an apology. That's a, that's a very that's dickish an... thing to do. Yeah don't like it it's it's, it's um, essentially i'm sorry i got caught apology <laughs> yes although i have been having a discussion about business with various people and there is a theory among some people that i talk to that to get ahead in business you have to cheat and you have to be not scammy but you have to push the boundaries of everything you do probably past the point where things are moral and legal slightly. Um, and, and everyone does this, and it's only the ones who get caught that are the bad ones. And it's like, I don't I don't like that idea. Well, it depends. I mean... I would say, especially with technology companies now, tech startups, they kind of work past the legal framework because the law just hasn't caught the law is stuck in the 90s at best if not the 80s and and you just 
they're just kind of trying it out. And then if someone, if if any regulator goes, no, you can't do that, then they'll just slightly backtrack and, and, and yeah. kind of well, wait for the law to catch up. Even <clears throat> within it, I know there are potential issues in the future. So we're not a VAT registered com- company in the UK because we... Our net turnover is is far far less than the limit you have to be to be back registered. Seventy five thousand, seventy seven, I believe. Seventy seven. They raise it now. Seventy seven thousand yeah. pounds. And we're we're nice and below that. And but and there's no advantage in becoming VAT registered before that point. But when you become VAT registered, the rules of who you charge VAT to starts to vary depending on the base of your business, who you're selling to, and where the goods come from. And being a digital supplier, our companies registered in England, we ship all over the world, but the files are stored in East America on an Amazon cloud in, in East America. So where the rules currently are written in a way as if you're selling a physical product that is made in a country. Well, it's made in this country, but it's stored in America and it's sent to Europe whose VAT laws apply and it's, it's um, such a oh, I read up on that when um, I, just, I had a discussion about um, VAT with, with a uh, with one of our mutual friends who uh, owns a, a publishing company as well and and it just it, it well within Europe it, it it's the 1st of January it changes so you you pay VAT the, 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 wherever the customer is located. So within the okay. EU, if you sell, um, um, what's the word? If if you sell to someone from Germany, you, you'll have to respect the German VAT law. Oh, don't say that! Please don't say that. There's That's like I can't. Re- I, I, I read through. I mean, the more I read through the document, the more complicated it got. Obviously, yeah. and and this is why people <clears throat> get paid a lot of money to to figure this stuff out but th- that's it's, because the, the um all the vat money so far has, has been going to luxembourg because that's where all the companies registered like amazon itunes microsoft skype they just registered in luxembourg because the vat was so low and then they just uh, paid luxembourgish vat whether they sold to a british customer or an irish customer or a spanish customer yeah and, oh, and, so and i should have registered got in pissed luxembourg. Off. well no they've changed the, they, they changed the law <laughs> Two or three years ago, but obviously it takes a while to to uh, to, to take through, effect yeah. and 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 seep into local laws. But yeah, it's, they, it's, they've, it's... they've changed it so the the company the, the the country where the customer lives is the com- the country that gets the money. Wow. Because it was essentially That's... tax evasion in a, yeah, a yeah. very legal tax evasion. It it was just a massive loophole that they only bothered to change Need a few years close. back. And not a loophole that that the people in power could exploit, unfortunately. So that's that they is the problem. They couldn't closing. exploit. It's not like the K one. What was it called? The one that Jimmy Carr used. Yeah, that's yeah. That that, 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 that tax loophole that. where he just put his money in an offshore account and and ca- yeah, Jersey, paid himself it, with his own money, so he didn't yeah, so... have to pay taxes on the money he'd earned on in the first place. <laughs> It's. I think it's something to do with. Uh, it's how a lot of contractors work. You set yourself up as the. If it was me, the Mark Chatterley Limited Company, and then I take a salary from that company, but that company is registered somewhere else. So, 
people pay that company and the company pays me. It's really bizarre. It's not something I've ever looked into because no, I no. like this country and and I get a hell of a lot of medical treatment from this country and quite happy to pay yeah I, I i'm one of those i don't know i i don't understand why people have a problem with paying taxes it's like i mean there is a threshold it's nine thousand something yeah so and then it's staggered you, as well it's... yeah and and i i don't get the whole oh I'm, I'm i don't want to give the state my money it's just like it doesn't just okay some of it just vanishes it because there's always corruption and abuse kind of thing but i mean that's the money that that pays the the police, the firemen, builds the streets and the schools, and it yeah. just it it comes back. I mean, you might not have children, but no, and, and I'm never and, likely and, to have children. So in a way, I'm being stiffed out of some of my tax money. But that's not how tax works. You don't get to choose. Yeah, yeah. Where it, goes. it benefits society, not you as an individual. We, we we need money as a society. You can't just. You would be a hell of a lot worse off if no one paid tax. And and in fact, we are quite badly off now because a lot of people are in paying tax and money just kind of disappears. There's yeah. like a weird... Yeah. What was it? There's... Oh, God. There's... I can't remember the numbers now. The, the top 1% in the world owns $40 trillion... And there are wow. estimates as like eleven to twenty trillion. I think they just vanished in tax havens. That that they'll that they'll never find, kind of thing. Oh, I, there's, oh, there's, there's, there's enough there's enough money in tax havens that's disappeared to just close all the pretty pretty much every Western country's uh, current debts. <laughs> Could be sorted. I oh, it's ang- I'm not quite sure how we got on this from from the sonnet. We we start. I know anger. Start, me and you, anger. We anger. We start raising up this sort of left wing army. Me and you, heading up a revolution. You can be the like Soviet influence because you're from Europe, and that that makes sense. That's I I, I am I am way. well. Germany is a neighbouring country. There's there's Western Germany, but close close enough to uh, the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, we should do that. Me and you, we should set up a proper left-wing party in this country this country awesome. really needs a left-wing party oh, yeah yeah seriously seriously does and one that doesn't define itself by one single issue and i know the greens don't but they kind of do or at least they're yeah they're, they're very very stuck in this country i like them in they europe need... they do a lot of good work in yeah. the european parliament and, and in other european countries name. but sorry they need to change their name Change their name. That's all they They're need to do. They're still called the Greens everywhere, everywhere else. They just kind of, they've kind of become the, um, well, the, the pirates are kind of taken over that now in, in other countries. Still not here. No. But the, the Greens because have kind of become we... the, the um, economy, new technology, kind of, we need to be um, privacy aware and, and, and we, we need to be a progressive society kind of thing. One day... One day we'll get rid of the Tories. Oh. Sorry, I'm just just dreaming. Just dreaming. <laughs> sonnet one one seven. Let's go back to the sonnet. At, at so, we've given people some information, so we have not about have, Shakespeare. And I'm, sure, but... I'm sure that's why people listen to this podcast is for us to go on about lefty politics. It, it <coughs> makes perfect sense. 
when when you're browsing the iTunes store thinking, I need a left-wing political podcast, I best search for Shakespeare's sonnets. <laughs> that, that makes perfect sense. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Huh. Um, uh, I don't really like this sonnet. It's... No. No. We're, you are, we're, into yeah. a, we're into a batch of them that are actually quite hard to read, and they don't flow very well. And, and I don't like that. I kind of like poetry to have a proper rhythm to it. And I know this has got a rhythm in the sense that it's iambic pentameter and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's not a natural reading rhythm. It's a forced rhythm and I don't like it. The, I, I do like the um, uh, anti-penultimate line, shoot not at me in your wake and hate. <laughs> Which is just... I mean, we, we should film Westerners in iambic pentameter. <laughs> just just as they amazing. walk away and the music just kind of plays and you just see the tumbleweed and then you're just the cowboy just kind of says like shoot not at me in your awakened hate <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be awesome it would make countdowns really difficult because not every number below 10 has only one <laughs> syllable it would make it really really awkward that would be amazing <laughs> We should. More things should be written in iambic pentameter just because it's funny. Well, they did a. Um, I don't know if you watch How I Met Your Mother, but no. the latest episode that was broadcast in the US was an. In- that was a poem, a twenty-five minute poem. Everything wow. they they just wrote an entire episode where everything rhymed. That's which craziness. It it, it was. It was an achievement. But about five minutes in, it also got incredibly annoying and boring. <laughs> because it's it's just not the way we tell stories anymore. And it just... It was a nice joke to begin with. And then you just kind of go, eh, just speak normally now, please. <laughs> Were they it's really like that time when they just did... Well. Hmm? Was it really forced rhymes as well? Sometimes. I mean, for most of it, it float really easily. It, it's just... It was like that the, the um a few years back when all, all every show made a musical episode and you just kind of you saw the first one it's like yeah that's quite funny and then everyone started copying it and it just kind of became a dread and and just yeah it all started by Buffy really I think it was the first uh, Buffy one was the didn't... second one I think oh who was the first I can't there, someone made a musical episode and um I think that it was kind of a um. Because sometimes it just happens that two people have the same idea kind of thing. That's why we sometimes get two movies that are vaguely the same. Yeah, yeah. And and someone just managed to get there first, as in have the production done first. Because I've been re-listening to the Buffy soundtrack, the musical soundtrack, and it's amazing how well-written it is. Each song really says something about the character and really gives you insight into the character. It's amazingly well-written. Well, didn't he, um, Joss Whedon, only learned um, composing music writing for that episode? Wow. That's... If I, I, he's annoyingly it's talented. Been a, yeah. Yeah. Although saying that, he's now for some reason... Oh, he's executive producer on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so that he means... Just, that, that doesn't mean anything. That's, uh, the the executive name. producer doesn't do anything. You just pay money to have your name attached. Yeah. Or they possibly just attached his name because it's his name and they wanted his name attached to a show well he I, he's under contract for marvel and i imagine the contract says marvel films or any 
Marvel derivatives can you will automatically get a something something credit blah 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 he he will probably get paid for it kind of thing yeah he did write the first episode yeah so the first was, episode was sort of alright yeah yeah it was actually the best one of yeah I'm, let's not go into our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rants that's probably not no. best no because it's very little to do with Sonic 117 really Huh. I just I, and I just straight on uh, Wikipedia just looking up the um, the Buffy musical episode. Apparently, he'd wanted to do it since the start of the series, and then this wow. this was heightened during the fifth season when he hosted a Shakespeare reading at his house, to which the cast was in- invited because that's just what they did. That's how the Shakespeare film came about. They began drinking and singing, demonstrating to Whedon that certain cast members had musical talents. And Whedon knew he would have to write an entire score which would take weeks or months. So, so he just kind of... They just got drunk started. and started singing. And he went, oh, oh, we could do this. This, okay, <laughs> good. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, see, this is what we need to be doing. We need to be going to these cool, creative, funky parties. It, we need it to took worm him our six way months into... to write everything. The script and an entire... Uh, the entire score... Maybe what we need to do CD. is we need to delete all of our public um, posts about about Moffat and then somehow worm our way into Moffat's inner circle and then take over Doctor Who. And then we can denounce him afterwards. <laughs> well, just, just make Doctor Who good again and then people can go, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Moffat was shit. Yeah, but I doubt if we went up to Moffat and said, invite us to your Doctor Who parties, we're here to make Doctor Who good again. Is, is yeah, that wouldn't get work. Us in. That wouldn't. Yeah. He's he's too much of a. I don't know. He he doesn't come <laughs> across as arrogant. He just kind of. He does. He, he has he has the monarch's plague. <laughs> yes, he does have the monarch's plague. Yeah, he, and he's he believes it as well. I think he he really believes he is the best writer working in modern TV, and and unfortunately <laughs> somehow he manages to have told a lot of the got the viewers to believe that as well which is is shocking it's i don't but maybe those viewers don't actually but they they haven't watched house of cards breaking bad the west wing the newsroom there's a very long list quite possibly even yeah yeah sonnet 117 <laughs> um i don't really have a lot to say this is why i keep wandering off the point for this sonic because I, I mean like we've it. already been talking about this for 20 minutes <laughs> Yeah, well, haven't haven't not, been talking about this for twenty minutes. Not not going well this one. Um, maybe maybe the the nameless one should read us out on this. I, I shall we 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 shall call this one the VAT episode. The VAT and Whedon episode. The musical VAT. <laughs> the musical VAT episode. Sonnet one one seven. Excuse me, thus that I have scant at all, wherein I should your great desert. Repay me my desserts. Well, I I can repay you desserts if you want. That's good. I'm going to be in Cardiff this weekend, so maybe I'll track you down and give you a donut or something. I I, I don't have a problem with that. (sighs) This is a weird poem. It is. Excuse me thus, that I have scant at all, wherein I should your great deserts repay. Forgot upon your dearest love to call, went to all bonds to tie me day by day. 
that I have frequent been with unknown minds, and given to time your own dear purchased right, that I have hoisted sail to all the winds which should transport me farthest from your sight. Book both my willfulness and errors down, and on just proof surmise accumulate. Bring me within the level of your own frown, but shoot not at me in your wakened hate. Since my appeal says I did strive to prove the constancy and virtue of your love. Excellent. Very well read after that slight false start. That was Sonnet 117 of Shakespeare's Sonnets, read by the unnamed one. I have been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I don't have a name, and if you find me on Twitter, I will eat a chocolate. That's wonderful. Excellent. Uh, We shall see you next time for Sonnet 118. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.